You're listening to the Aftergrad Podcast. My name is Victoria. And I'm Robert Kane. And we are the Aftergrad Podcast, a show where we just talk about the transition season from college, from high school, from whatever school into the real world. And today we are getting into having multiple lives, the belief or not belief in living multiple lives within the same lifetime. What are your thoughts on reincarnation? I know that's where people's thoughts typically go to immediately after saying that line. When I researched it in Google, it was like, oh, reincarnation. Do you believe in it? Yada, yada, shri shra. But I guess that's the extremity of what we're going or what we are going to talk about today. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, reincarnation. <laughs> I really was not trying to go in that direction. But, no, you know, I was really there. trying to stretch this this discussion today. So I was like, you know what? I want to <laughs> go as that. far as I can on the spectrum yeah. of what this could mean to somebody and then wheel uh-huh. it back into the overall, you know, takeaway from the moment because I actually gained a lot of insight. I actually went out of my way to read a whole book and I have a word for us today that I want to read from this doctor who has done studies on reincarnation. And though, again, like I said, it's kind of far fetched in the spectrum, there was he, there was a lot that he gleamed and I gleamed as well as things and steps that we can take in our current life, not necessarily trying to figure out if we've lived different lives. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, this is very, no, I don't want to say like out in left field, but I'm I'm for it. I'm for it. I'm for it. it. trying to take like a larger stab <laughs> at this concept because I mean, I'm thinking back. So when I first heard you make this statement in terms of trying to live multiple lives in this lifetime, and I'm, I was internalizing it as mainly like a professional sense, and then also in terms of like hobbies and activities, but yes, reincarnation. Wow. I mean, I think the Aftergrad fam knows, like, I don't consider myself a religious person necessarily, but reincarnation, it's definitely something that I don't want to say that I believe in, but I can stretch my imagination to think that that would be something that exists because there have been moments where you know what actually this could possibly be like a reincarnation moment but i had a friend (laughs) growing up actually through the there's this program called big brothers big sisters and i did it basically all throughout middle school and a little bit through high school and there my big brother essentially that i was partnered with through this program Mm -hmm. we fell out of touch but there's another person that I recently came into contact with here in Nashville that reminds me so closely to that person that I spent so much time with growing up. Yeah, it's very trippy. Mm. But now that you're making a statement <laughs> about like reincarnation, I, I mean, obviously, it's not reincarnation because both of these two people are still alive. Right. But still like <laughs> to have this connection of like, you remind me so closely mm. to my big brother that I grew up with, not biologically speaking, but in the sense of being partnered through this program. So yeah, yeah, I I can't say that I believe in it, but I've had moments in my life, such as the one I'm explaining now, where I'm like, oh, that is kind of like a deja vu moment or in some way, shape or another, this reminds me of another instance that happened to me previously. So sure, I guess Mm. that's one way to think about, I guess, multiple lives happening simultaneously. And I mean, as humans, I feel like we're all connected in one way or another, regardless of all the differences that we have. So yes, no, maybe so. I feel like when I originally said the statement to you about like on the surface level, I was like, I want to live multiple lives within my lifetime. That statement was kind of gesturing 
that I could be multiple different things, master multiple different skills within a given time frame, and like still live it to the fullest and then die. Right. But then when I tried to like research that up, reincarnation just kept spitting back at me. And I was like, okay, like, let me go down this hole. So I jumped. (laughs) And um, yeah, I land a couple of things. I want to start off with the word. I want to start off with the word. I don't want to spend too much time on the idea of reincarnation because that's not what we're here for. But I feel like we can spark some ideas and thoughts. And personally, I have a theory that I kind of gained from reading this passage. Love, it was a I really quick theories. read. Okay. <laughs> I and I know you, I know you like, <laughs> all right, perfect. So a little bit of preface. So the book that I decided to read, it's called Many Lives, Many Masters. And it's written by Brian Weese. Um, A little bit about him. He's a therapist and he is a, um, what do you call it? Where they... Um, Hypno, hypnotherapist. Yeah, hypnotherapist. Hypnotherapist. Okay. Yes. So basically a lot of the clients that he works with are people who deal with traumas and have anxieties. And so what he does is if necessary, he does hypnotize them to help them draw back and have more clarity to the events that happen that are connected to their why as to why they have like fears or why they have, you know, ticks and tricks about them that they're trying to get through in present time. And so found that really interesting. But like one of his, this book is about one of his clients that was a very special case in which she was remembering past lives from different people. And, you know, that's kind of getting into the reincarnation thing. But the piece that I picked from everything that he said was just the overall arching theme throughout her recollection of, you know, her going back into past lives and like how it kind of unshackled her into her present and her anxieties and so forth. And I think that has a lot to do with as we go out into the afterguide moment and like me saying something like, I want to live multiple lives. There is a process with doing that and like what that looks like and how, and it's not, it's not so easy as well. It's not like, oh, I just want to be a teacher today and a doctor tomorrow. Um, It's more of like, (laughs) it's more, it's it's more like that in moments like such as these that were, yeah, yeah. Aftermath of the pandemic and things like that yeah like it really can be like yeah I'm a teacher today but I really want to be a doctor tomorrow and I'm gonna go yes here we are yes yes and I think we've talked about this we I I remember verbatim I said something on one of our episodes where I was like I'm obsessed with change and being somewhere new and being at a new place and like kind of starting a new life I think it has something to do with that and connecting with and loving new processes and loving new learnings and all that stuff so anyway without further ado let's hop in it's a little bit it's a little long but I think Anyway, let me just get into it. So these are words from Catherine as she's being hypnotized, right? So (laughs) she's drawing back to a moment, but there's a different person that's speaking through her. So it's not really her. And she says as she's exiting this hypnosis or whatever that she no longer, like she doesn't even want to hear what she said. Patience and timing, everything comes. And it's very obscure. So like she's talking in like poems. So here we go. And this is the person that is being hypnotized. Yes, this is Catherine. Under hypnosis, okay. This is Catherine, yes. And I don't want to make it sound like that, like she's under hypnosis, but she they say that she is transmigrating to different souls or to different lengths of time and to different lives. And from that, she's gleaming history and she's gleaming knowledge that helps her in her current present. And I think we can relate to that in a lot of the things that we do as we transition from different lives and as we transition from different jobs or careers and so forth. But anyway, so patience and timing, everything come. I'm going to read this mad slow because she she's choppy. Okay. 
there's a different soul talking through her. All right. So she's in a different dimension. Patience and timing. Everything comes when it must come. A life cannot be rushed, cannot be worked on a schedule as so many people want it to be. We must accept what comes to us at a given time and not ask for more. But life is endless. So we never die. We never really are born. We just pass through different phases. There is no need to end humans. Humans have many dimensions, but time is not as we see time, but rather is a lesson that we learn. There are seven planes, each one consisting of many levels, one of them being the plane of recollection. On that plane, you are allowed to connect your thoughts. You are allowed to see your life just as it passed. Those of a higher level are allowed to see history. They can go back and teach us by learning about history. By learning about history, we come out of our lower levels and are allowed to see our own life that has just passed. We have debts that must also be paid from those past lives. If we have not paid out these debts, then we must take them into another life. You progress by paying your debts, your souls faster than others when you're in physical form and you are working through a life and something interrupts your ability to pay that debt. You must return to the plane of recollection and there you must wait until the soul you owe the debt to has come to see you. And when both combined return to physical form at the same time when you are allowed to return, but you determine when you are going back, you determine what must be done to pay that debt. You will not remember your other lives, only the ones that have come before to teach us what we must do. There are seven planes through which we must pass before we are returned to one of them. There's also the plane of transition. You wait in that plane. It is determined what you will take back with you into the next life. So what she was saying was there was a moment when Catherine was speaking and she said that there are seven planes and within those planes, one of them is recollection. And as you end the life of one and you're entering your next phase, you first have a pause. And in that pause, you enter the plane of recollection. And that's where you get to recall everything that you lived in that past life. And then you get to make the decision in transitioning into your new life, what you want to teach and what you want to pass forward, but then also learn new things as you go through that life. But then there are also things that you decide to carry with you from that past life. And that could be good or bad. And it's a matter of you holding on to those bads that kind of determine, predetermine your debts in your current life or your new life that you decide to live. And so I think that's, then there's also like the moment of transition, but that's the one I really wanted to harp on because like, mm-hmm. as me, I, I, this really spoke to me because graduating with an international, I feel like I've lived multiple lives already and I have so many more to live. Um, when I think back on the different lives, air quotes for those who are listening that I've lived, I feel like one is a shy girl. I feel like another one is a tennis player. I feel like another one is just like business guru chick. And then another one got, you know, her major in international economics and finance. But now I'm entering a life where I'm a podcaster and it's it's continually to be completely different along the way. That one, that one, right, exactly. But you know, what I can say is like from reading this passage as well, I know from each one of those different lives, I chose to take good and bad traits with me and carry them out throughout the different lives. And so one thing I want to be conscious about is also letting go of the things that aren't so good in the past lives as I transition into the new life so that in the new life that I so choose, it's only elevating and growing and expanding, if that makes any sense. But That was my one little thing I had to share that I feel like this is, I don't believe in reincarnation, but 
there's a lot of truth from that. And anyway, any thoughts? (laughs) (laughs) Multiple thoughts. I I definitely need you to send me that passage because I haven't read it. I haven't heard of this hypnotherapist. I would love to check out their work because it sounds deeply Mm -hmm. interesting. And Mm -hmm. everything that Catherine was saying in the passage or everything that you were synthesizing Mm-hmm. is deeply intriguing and de- deeply interesting. I feel like mm-hmm. the thing for me was the recollection because when I'm thinking about some of the multiple lives that I have lived and the multiple lives that I wish to live and wish mm-hmm. to pursue, mm-hmm. I feel like the recollection is extremely key because I know you and I have talked extensively about this idea of kind of letting go of mm-hmm. lives that you wish to live as we're navigating certain avenues and paths and careers and things like that. You shut yourself off because you feel like that particular path, maybe trying to be a creative or pursuing something that isn't quote unquote lucrative in the mainstream sense, that'll be an avenue that many people will take or they'll succumb to the pressure of that pop cultural Mm -hmm. narrative around certain majors, for example, or career paths. And I feel like at one point you were listing your lives that you had lived or that you had wished to live for me. I thought I was going to be a doctor in my head Mm -hmm. when I was in high school. I was taking so many science classes. I took like nearly 11 science classes. I took AP biology, chemistry, microbiology, and figured that I would go on to do like an internship in the health field and then go on to college, eventually go down the pre-med track and then go to medical school, et cetera. Like that in my head is what I would do. But then I was fortunate to do an internship and then realized that I absolutely didn't want to be in that type of career path. So Mm -hmm. I shut that life down. I was like, Mm. this is not necessarily what I want to do, but it still was one of the lives that I was, I guess you can say, fortunate enough to live because Mm -hmm. I still love science. I'm so intrigued by it. It's just not what I want to do professionally. So like the recollection, and I'm always thinking about that too, like what if I decided to continue on with that life and pursued that? But I wouldn't say it's necessarily a bad thing to kind of give that life a death, so to speak. It's Mm -hmm. just part of the process of figuring out what you want to do with all of the different lives. And also, too, like on a personal note. And that's the the thing, though. I think that was one thing that the book mentioned as well. It was like there's not a death to it. It it just mm-hmm. continues to go forward and you take things with you from those past lives into the new life that you so choose or to the new phase and the new season. And I think that's a lot, a lot of what people fear of is the death part, but realizing that there's not necessarily a death to things, but it's a continuous flow and a evolving of self. But mm-hmm. yes, continue. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, no, no. I, I appreciate that. That no, you're totally right. I mean, I guess it just depends. Like maybe you actually want that life to be dead. Like if it's something that you really don't want to live, right? I could totally imagine that being a reality for someone like, oh, that life was absolutely horrendous and I never want to see it ever again. But Mm. then if it's something that continues to feed into other aspects of yourself, for example, I, again, I always talk about how I majored in math. It wasn't necessarily because I liked math. It was because I struggled with math in high school and wanted to do that as a way to contribute to the things that I wanted to do in the future. So it wasn't necessarily like, I wanted to be a mathematician and that was the life that I was trying to live. It was kind of just like a component of the bigger life or the bigger lives that I wish to live. And I'm very grateful that that aspect isn't dead, but it Mm -hmm. is not to say dormant, but it kind of is dormant. It's just laying there. It's there and available for me to use the skill sets whenever. But on a personal note, in the previous episode, I was talking about being patient. And as much as we're talking about like multiple lives, I feel like I'm stepping in to one of the multiple lives that I really wish to live. And Mm. that is in the modeling sphere. 
And I've told you offline about how I've wanted to do modeling in a professional sense. I do photography. This is very well known. And I've modeled in an informal sense and a casual sense in the past. So it's nothing new to me. I just wanted the experience to do it in a real way that could generate possible income for myself. So (laughs) I'm happy to share that in the effort of being patient, I was actually able to go to a casting audition and was fortunate enough to receive a contract from an agency here in Nashville. (laughs) So I'm just like, being patient works. I'm just so excited to be able to share that I haven't signed the contract yet. So Basically, I don't know if we have any aftergrads that are interested in, in modeling or anything maybe in the entertainment industry, but if and when you ever do receive a contract, I just want to say like, don't sign it immediately. Please do your due diligence. Take your time. If they mm-hmm. are rushing you, it's probably a red flag and that might not be the best fit for you. So I guess I want to just say I was I was really fortunate to be able to like walk through these steps on my terms and be able to review this contract, look it over think over whether or not I want this to be like a next step in one of the lives that I'm building? The answer is yes, I really do. But I'm kind of in this waiting period because I was fortunate to speak to a lawyer. Also, that's another thing for the aftergrads that are interested in like entertainment or maybe modeling. If you have the opportunity to speak with someone that is legally trained, is an attorney or something like this, do that so that you can be informed on the decisions and the actions that you are co-signing to before you sign Mm -hmm. anything. And I was fortunate to do that. So I sent all of my like line items back to this agency. And I'm just keeping my fingers crossed that they come back and say, yes, this is totally fine. Or we can just continue to have a dialogue of sorts so that we can work to say, yes, this is totally doable. Let's go ahead and have you signed. And I can initiate this new life that I'm hoping to create for myself. Mm -hmm. So yeah, being patient works, but it was also being patient with a little bit of effort and intention. And yeah, so shout out to Catherine, shout out to this hypnotherapist, the person that you're... Well, I have a question for you in following that, because like, congratulations, like this is huge. Like he he just whipped right over it really fast. But like, that is huge to have a formal contract with a whole agency is... I'm just so so excited for you. It's really a big deal, but I'm also trying to stay cool, stay calm, stay collected. Right. Of course. Okay. So in your moment of recollection, like what are things from your past life that you feel like are you can, that will transcend over into this next life of being a whole model? Oh, for sure. Yeah. There was this program. It was similar to what I was talking about earlier in regards to how I had a big brother through this big brothers, big sisters program. But there was Mm -hmm. literally a fashion show that I remember walking in when Mm -hmm. I was a junior or a senior in high school. And yeah, it was a a whole fashion show. It was in, I want to say it took place in my hometown of Little Rock, Arkansas. And I remember vividly walking in that fashion show and being incredibly nervous because that was the first time that I was walking in an actual fashion show, regardless of where it was taking place or anything like that. And yeah, that would be one of the moments of recollection where I'm thinking back, oh, like this was a moment when your younger self was... Mm -hmm in a sense, foreshadowing to maybe something that you would want to do, you hope to do in the future. Because at that time, I really wasn't as invested in fashion and modeling and photography because previous points, I wanted to be a doctor in my head. That's what I was doing. That's what I was studying for. So yeah, that that would be one of the moments. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I wouldn't say that it will transcend, but for me, as I'm thinking about the lives that I hope to live and maybe in the past have closed myself off to, I think back to 
to signs, I guess you can say signs from the universe or signs from myself. And you really, as professionals, as young people, you really, I think, need to do the work to do the recollection, to think about moments when your inner yes. spirit, your inner child was speaking, because mm -hmm. if you're not alert and aware, you're going to gloss over those signs and you're yes. not going to recognize that that's the actual life that you were either destined to do, that mm -hmm. your true self was hoping to do. And yeah, I mean, as I'm sitting here in weights of word from this agency, I think about that moment. I think about how I just literally the summer before college decided that I'm not going to go into the medical field. I'm going to go into media and marketing and advertising yeah. and how all of those things just kind of like overlay yeah. onto themselves for, for the future. I want to hop onto that little, that little pocket of gold that you're hitting for telling people to like try to really connect to their past self or their younger selves, I should mm -hmm. say, and like little moments and instances where they felt so alive because it could give you so much insight as to who you actually should be becoming or want to become. And like, you're not ignoring your inner child because I, I it's the inner child that who was unfazed by the external and internal pressures to mold us into the inauthentic versions of mm -hmm. ourselves. And so I was watching this interview on impact theory the other day, and the guy was interviewing Rich Roll. And I don't really know what Rich Roll does, but Rich Roll had a lot of great things to say. And <laughs> one of the things that he was saying was kind of what you were leaning into and in, as you talk about your next phase into modeling and how this has always been something you've wanted to do was just self-actualization was one of the terms that he threw out there. And it's just like an awareness of what makes you take an awareness of what things when you were younger that are so true to who you are in the present. And so the fact that you're deciding to listen to that instead of continuing to go on the cycle of kind of psycho cybernetic cycle of pressures from other people of being what other people want you or deem you to be or what income and money shall bring ignoring all of those factors and just listening to yourself as being the only factor within this world that you have to deal with or like have to figure out and just sitting with that and letting that be the one thing to figure out your compass and it's leading you to a new life it's such a an exciting life. one too life. exactly yeah. and i'm just appreciative that it happened so quickly after we kind of both made our separations i mean when we were going yeah. when i was living in dallas with you and for it to have happened so quickly and as we've expressed on the podcast feeling a little bit depressed and down and mm -hmm. misfortune about some of the events that had happened i'm just grateful that the universe is continuing to wield me with signs that you are yeah. taking the right steps that this is available to you and then also i'm thinking about too, I'm sure this doesn't just apply to other people, but I feel like there's this mindset of like urgency right now mm -hmm. when we're talking about wanting to live multiple lives. I don't think that that's just something that you and I are experiencing it. I'm very certain that especially young people, Gen Zers, as we like to say, even Gen Alpha too, like the young folks, extremely young folks are probably <laughs> experiencing. These that's what they're calling them. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, that's the next, <laughs> that's the, that's the next generation. Apparently, you know, I'm in marketing. So like they always, we love to label things. So yeah, the generation Gen after Gen Alpha. Z is Gen Alpha. They have a whole host of traits and characteristics that come with them. So yeah, maybe we'll do a segment on that where we're talking about. Please. I want to know what, more. <laughs> what they're into. Yeah. I haven't dove in too deep into that generation, but like Gen Z is something that I know a fair much about because we are Gen Z and we're living it, but then also from a marketing sense, as you know, but I feel like there, there's like this urgency right now to just like live all of these lives. It's literally kind of like a mentality of now or never. And mm -hmm. I, Honestly, I think that that's just a consequence of the pandemic and then also being locked up and cooped up and having so much stripped away 
from all the experiences that were supposed to be afforded to us. And so as I'm embarking on, like for me personally, this modeling excursion and seeing literally what just happens, really not placing any expectations on it, just something that I want to do. Also, again, just opening myself up to some of the other lives that I wish to live. But I think the key Mm -hmm. here is doing it simultaneously. And I use the word chaotic a moment ago to describe like how (laughs) it can feel with trying to juggle all of these lives simultaneously, because I'm not Mm -hmm. someone that wants to, in certain instances, this applies, but you lock into a specific thing, be it a career, be it a job, be it a side hustle or whatever. And then you kill it in that regard and then that opens up another opportunity for you to live Mm -hmm. another life in another phase that that works that's totally fair but for me and the life that I hope to create I really do want to be in multiple spheres simultaneously and like I said it's totally chaotic but it's also what I want it gives me a lot of peace and joy and excitement so even while I'm doing this modeling I also shared in a previous episode how I'm going to be starting to work at a tennis facility as a tennis technician, as a side tennis coach, as like a part-time thing and very much looking forward to that. And like you were mentioning how one of your previous lives was was being a tennis player, mine too. And I'm recognizing that playing tennis and being athletic, that's always something that's been a part of my life, but I'm really starting to incorporate it in a very, very serious sense. And Mm -hmm. I think we were also talking about like hobbies in the previous episode too, how there always has to be this need for like, compensation so it seems but I really just want to encourage people to like even the small things even if I mean obviously we need to make money we need to figure out how to get that bag in one way shape or form but as we're thinking about building these lives that we're hoping to live I think leaning into some of the things that you just like to do for fun and as pastimes Mm -hmm. and and considering those like fully lived lives that you can Mm -hmm. hop into yeah, no, I agree to an extent. You say chaotic and for me living different lives, I also want to also want to be am currently dabbling into a lot of different things. And so my experience has not been I can't I can't label it with chaotic. I feel I really resonate that's why I resonate with Catherine again is because she, how she's saying how she's like pulling from her past lives. I feel like that's how I would describe the other things that I'm dabbling into is like I do know for sure right now in my current chapter I have this primary focus that I'm gearing my energy towards. And it's typically, it's right now kind of in the entertainment industry for the most part, when I look at the overarching theme of this year and the past two years or the past years after graduating college. Um, but the things that I've learned in college and the things that I aspire to do and create and build when I was writing my thesis in college are still in the, not that I don't even want to say the back burner, but they're still definitely in my forethought of like what I want to create for. So yeah, but it's so, but it's not chaotic. I guess I'm just telling myself right now, like that's just not this season. And I will pick that book up once the things in this current season and this current lifetime provide or show itself for what it is. And then I can see how they all kind of puzzle piece together. And that's the, oh, aha moment. That's like super exciting. And like one of the peaks out of the many valleys. So what I would say, agreed, 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 agreed. (laughs) It's not, I don't want to say definitively chaotic. I guess when I say Mm -hmm. chaotic, I think one of the characteristics of trying to juggle multiple lives can be chaotic, but I Mm -hmm. 100% agree. For me, I will say partially chaotic in Mm. certain moments where I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, where do I make the time for this? Why are people not getting back to me in regards to the jobs that I'm applying to? Mm -hmm. And also prioritizing some of the things Mm -hmm. that I want to tackle. Mm -hmm. That can be chaotic. But 
in a larger sense, I would say I agree with like the peaceful annotations that you're referring to in terms mm -hmm. of thinking about some of the things that you were doing on university campus and then leaning into some of the things. I actually want to say, I don't even want to say peaceful either. Like, I don't want to say chaotic, but I don't want to say peaceful. So here's my, here's my follow-up question for you. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's a level of submission to, there's so much that we don't know. And um, I don't, I don't want to get into religious or all that stuff, but I will say definitively that there is so much about the brain and about the universe that humans don't know. And so I feel like there's a level for me where I just submit and I'm like, okay, I know something will show up for itself without my will or without my forced effort or without me thinking too hard on it, which causes that chaotic feeling and that overwhelmia and like kind of feeling like Einstein, like literally a mad scientist. Right. So like there's a moment when I start to get into my mad scientist bag that I'm like, no, just submit. So like, do you have to, as you go through these multiple lives and are trying to balance these multiple lives for yourself, do you feel like there is a little tad bit, a level of in the ingredients of submitting yourself to something that's beyond you that takes control and eventually brings you full circle to what you want to do or be or become? Yeah, yeah. Oh, 100%. Oh, I, I think a submission is 100% a part of it. I feel like I'm in that phase at like 100% in this moment. I feel like I've arrived to that in 2023 and then also towards the tail end of 2022. In the midst of that submission... I think it can still be chaotic. I think it can it can be peaceful. <laughs> I think it can be relaxing at times. It can be depressing <laughs> at times. And I mean, in life, that's just yeah. what I'm coming to realize is the nature of the beast. And yeah. I think it's best to understand kind of what you're saying. I think we're saying the same things, but- Yeah, I think we're coming into, around to the- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're coming around to the same conclusion, but in certain moments, we might lean into like, for me, maybe a little bit more of it feeling like chaotic, but for you, leaning a little bit more into the submission, but it's all wrapped under the understanding mm. that, like you said, there's just certain things that you simply can't control. And there's a beauty in that too, as frustrating as it can feel <laughs> and chaotic, leading back into the word that I'm using <laughs> to describe it. But again, it, it is a beautiful thing when you recognize kind of like I was sharing with my modeling situation, mm -hmm. how you can kind of sit down and track in the midst of that peacefulness, that chaoticness, and that submission, how there were moments in your life in the past that kind of in some way, shape or form, like led up to that point that you're at in your life. Mm -hmm. And for me, being like a math person, being a data person, I like being able to do that. And I think, yeah. for me, I think very logically a lot of times. So That's fair. For when we're getting into the conversations around like the reincarnation, around the, the luck, so to speak, or mm -hmm. even the uncontrollable elements of life, for me, I want to be able to quantify the data. Like I want to look and understand <laughs> like, okay. And I, I want to put the pin down. <laughs> Yeah, right. turning like, my test. Here you go. We go see. I'm like, I'm like, hand the test back. I'm not finished yet. I wasn't done calculating. So, and I think <laughs> I those see. are beautiful. I think those are two. Both approaches. are beautiful. Yeah, yep. both are both are beautiful. Whichever one you want to get into, eat it up, live it up. But just yeah. understand that I think when you look at both of those perspectives, each one might have different areas of issues when mm. trying to understand how these things operate in terms of like the uncontrollable elements of mm -hmm. life, because I'm going to be hung up on why is this not mathing? Why is this not calculating or factoring to what it needs to factor out to? And I'm going right. to be left with the understanding that, well, this is just something that you can't calculate. Like this is mm -hmm. a little bit bigger than you 
I mean, you mm. can go and talk to other people and you're probably going to get the same understanding or maybe you'll get a, mm. a unique perspective that'll add to it, but you're never going to get an answer that you can circle. Mm. And that's just your reality. That's my reality mm-hmm. that I have to accept. But maybe mm-hmm. in your reality, well, what's your reality, friend? Hey, Aftergrads. So we decided to break this episode up into two parts. The second half of this episode will drop in two weeks where you can hear Victoria's response to my question on what her reality is looking like and listen to us explore the idea of hard life versus soft life. If you'd like to listen to the episode before the release date, please reach out to us and we'd be more than happy to send you the audio file in advance. As always... Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of the Aftergrad podcast. If you enjoy, definitely be sure to keep up with us and stay updated with us on our Instagram, which is at the Aftergrad podcast. If you enjoyed our visual version, make sure to check out our YouTube channel there. You can subscribe and be notified of our latest releases. We also have a newsletter where you can keep up with some of the things that we're reading and resources that we like to share. It's Unlearn, so subscribe to Unlearn if you're not already. And last but not least, we would really appreciate a five-star review. Not only are we very grateful for this, but it helps us grow this ever-growing community of aftergrads. 